What's happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Excessive Podcast. I'm Aiden. Joining me today, we have Biz. What's good? John. Hello. We have a special guest joining us. Please welcome KD the Singer. How y'all doing, everybody? Man, it's your boy KD the Singer. Make sure y'all follow me on all socials at KD the Singer and on YouTube. I have over 56,000 subscribers on there, so yeah. Yes, sir. We'll leave, we'll leave links in the description, too, so you can check them out. Yes, sir. So you're releasing a, a single tonight called toxic fairy tale a couple we're looking through the comments a couple were, people were saying it's like more of like your 2016 2018 vibes is that is that what you're trying to go for with the song or um to be honest that that's exactly what i'm trying to go for um the past couple i want to say the past couple months i've been trying to switch between the r&b vibe and the hip-hop trap rap vibe but with this single i feel like it has kind of brought me back to my roots what uh made me start the music thing so um, it, it definitely is a, a a single that will remind you of like a 90s R&B type song. Um, I have my boy T-Man Beats featured on there. He sounds exactly like Young Blue. So that kind of makes it uh, a lot more R&B-ish. <laughs> definitely a lot more R&B-ish. So th- this is the, the first single off of your next upcoming project. Could you tell us a little bit more about it? Uh, yeah, my next upcoming project is actually a collab with my brother T-Man, who's actually featured on the song. Um, we've been working on this album, I want to say, for about a year now. Last year, I recorded over 52 songs, and I um, mix and master my, myself, like, as Damn. you can see Mike right here. But um, yeah, I mix and master myself, he makes and master himself. So we got a couple songs, probably like, uh, I want to say like eight songs on there that we've been working uh, nonstop. Every month, literally, like, we'll we'll stop a song, and if we can't figure something out for this song, we'll end up coming back and visiting next week until we feel like, okay, well, this is the perfect thing that we need the world to hear. But now we got all those eight perfect songs, so we're going to try to market it the best way that we can. Word, word. You got you got a title for the project? Um, It's the same title as the single that we're putting out. Oh, Toxic, Toxic Fairy Tales. Very, very cool. Word. Is it, like, are you are, – because you were mentioning you – um. You know, you do both the R&B st- uh, side of it, and then you also do the hip-hop side of it. So is this um, project going to be, is it going to be all of, like, those two? Or are you going to, like, kind of mess around with those two genres, or is it, like, strictly, like, one genre? I feel like I feel like with this album, it'll be more on the R&B side, but you will hear those sounds of, like, um, trap rap and just regular hip-hop in, like, Within certain songs, like I have this one song that's um, named Playing Games, which is more of a club song, something that you would hear in a club. And then after Playing Games, we got a song called Nothing Can Save Us, which is like a heartbreak song, something that you would hear on like Bryson Tiller's album, more of like a trap soul feel. So it's a lot of different feelings within this uh, this album. That's why we called it Toxic Fairy Tale because it's it's really. It's really like a toxic anthem for those toxic people who just choose to stay in toxic relationships. They'll understand the feeling of this whole album. I'm pretty sure they'll have it on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very toxic. I hope they don't hate me for it. <laughs> so going back to what you were saying, um, you're a producer. Um, do you produce your own music, like all of your songs? Um, I don't produce all of my songs. I'm, I'm an artist before a producer. Okay. I just got into producing and engineering, I want to say, like, a year ago. Um, my homeboy, T-Man, the one that's collabed with me on this album, he taught me everything that I know about engineering. And he kind of helped me master my sound. So I try to go for producing and engineering my own stuff. But 
I still don't shut down the ideas that other producers and engineers have with me because they may hear something that I don't hear myself. Okay. Yeah. Do you mainly do that? Um, do you have like an uh, at-home studio or do you go to like a more professional studio and I, do it there? I have an at-home studio. I was um, going to KFI, which is downtown Dallas, but um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with uh, any Dallas rappers, but Uno Loso, I guess, had uh, got raided during this um, this time period and they shut the studio down. So really, I've been recording myself. Okay. So that's really Very how cool. I got into um, wanting to engineer and produce because I had a solid producer and engineer that I was working with. But after um, they shut the studio down, it was really, really hard for people to find a, another studio with the same quality as KFI had. So I, you had a lot of people just producing and engineering out of their house. So I was thinking to myself, like, OK, well, if everybody else can do it then it'll make it 10 times easier for me to just go ahead and learn. Like, the process may not be easy to learn, but as soon as I learn it, I know I'll have it down packed so that way I don't have to branch out or reach out to anybody if I don't, you know, have the resources to. Yeah, self-sufficient. And I like that, Definitely. you know, like, something got shut down and then you made it work where you could just do it at home almost. You like, it's, yeah. like, it's like, you didn't you didn't have to stop and wait. It's just you, you figured it out yourself and, yeah, it, yeah and adapted to now what you had to get done what was what yeah um what a lot of people don't understand tom uh tom don't stop for nobody but dead people we all yeah. we all alive we all alive and healthy right now so we always you know got those 24 hours to figure and learn something new yeah so what, what would you say was the most challenging part of like teaching yourself how to produce or like learning how to get into that producer like mindset um the most challenging part was having patience, just having patience overall, because as I'm producing for myself, I'm producing for other artists uh, and engineering for other artists as well. So, you know, every artist and every producer has their own style. I'm a quick worker. You have some artists that like to work slow. So as I'm trying to work quick, they're trying to take their time. And it, it's kind of like a battle between time in a sense. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, because yeah. they're trying to make sure that whatever they're putting out is perfection, but I'm trying to explain to them, regardless of what you put out, we're going to make it sound good. We're going to make sure that it sounds good. You're not going to leave here unsatisfied. Right, right. But we got to make sure that we we are still on a time limit because I got to record your music, somebody else's music, and my music at the end of the day. Yeah. So I try to keep that ball rolling 24-7. Word, word. So would you say you have, like, a newfound respect for producers? Like, that you did Definitely. before? You're like, ah, oh, man, I used to get, like, all worked up about this shit, but now, now I'm doing it, and you're like, Phew. Yeah, yeah, definitely a newfound respect for uh, producers and engineers. I, I'm not going to lie. Engineers, they uh they go through a lot, especially dealing with artists that uh, are trying to develop their sound because you have a lot of people who get in the studio, and you may tell them to try something, and they'll be like, nah, I can't do that, off rip. But... You don't know what you can do until you try it. And for some people, you know, some people are headstrong about their craft, and I definitely understand that. But in order to elevate, you have to try something new. Like you're gonna stay and you're gonna stay stagnant if you're not willing to look for some type of change in what you're pursuing. Word. Word. Facts. So you so you mentioned you're from Dallas. What is the the underground scene like there? Um, when it comes to someone who's never been to Dallas, because I mean we're from Jersey, so like we we understand like you know what's going on here, but like what would you say like is really cool about the underground scene there? Um, 
Well, I'm originally from Fayetteville, North Carolina. That's where I was uh, raised. I was born in Massachusetts, and I uh, moved down here probably like three, four years ago. And what I did not take notice of, Dallas has a lot of underground motion. But one thing that Dallas struggles with is the mainstream part. We don't have a lot of mainstream artists out here, or we don't have... Let me rephrase that. We don't have a lot of mainstream artists that try to come back to the underground and help these other artists out, knowing mm-hmm. that they have a platform that could change, you know, the whole networking and marketing behind the Dallas scheme. Because if you really think about it, Texas is behind a lot of states when it comes to music and fashion wise. Like yeah. they have we have our own drip, we have our own sound and stuff like that. But as far as like marketing it to the world, like different nations and stuff like that it's it's kind of hard for a dallas artist got it, got especially it. not having um especially not having the resources like um knowing how to market your song through uh editorial playlist or algorithmic playlist on different um platforms like deezer apple music spotify and stuff like that the average artist out here doesn't have that game they'll take about 350 dollars for a video and they'll take about $500 for studio time and spend all of that money, but not knowing what to do with the song that they have just produced. So now they're sitting on music every time that they go to the studio, they don't have, uh, they don't have a, a good guideline on, okay, this is how you execute trying to be an artist. And this is how you execute trying to be a successful artist because you can be an artist all day, but it's about the success in what you're doing. Gotcha. So it's not there's not very much of like a com- like a communal vibe when it comes Definitely. to like the whole underground scene because like over here Definitely. I'll say like we have like a lot of like different like label groups and like individuals who like definitely try to make sure that when they're meeting new artists that they have the resources and also like the know how so yeah it's very, that's very interesting to see like because like I still hear about rappers from like like Dallas and like from Texas in general but never hear about like a, like a whole lot. Yeah, man, it's 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 because it's it's be, it's really because um when people when people have that shine, which is I could understand it both ways. Like when people have that shine, they don't really have that much time to do the things that they thought they did. Like um, for me, I want I want to help out my whole neighborhood back in North Carolina, but I know it's gonna take me a a, a long time. For me to get to where I want to be, in order for me to have to go back and help, if that makes any sense, yeah. like I, I have to make sure that I'm where I want to be before I try to help anybody else, in a sense. And it's the same thing with these Dallas artists, but the only difference is Dallas is way bigger than where I come from. So, in a sense, they have a lot more reach and a lot more resources. It's just the fact that people just love sticking to themselves out here because they don't really want to hear. You know, they don't they don't want to hear criticism. They can't take real criticism out here and, and turn it into something positive. Interesting. So it's a, it's filled like I'm not going to lie. The underground scene is filled with a lot of hate because of that. That right there. Like nobody wants to work with anybody. And then that kind of hmm. fucks up the like I said, the marketing scheme behind Texas music. Yeah, I was you gonna say that's a complete opposite. It's a complete opposite. Yeah. That we got like, going up like, like on up in yeah. Jersey because like we're very much like community help, like help community. Help each other. everyone help each other you out know, like, help each other out. i don't think i've met a person that from jersey at least that's been like nah, i'm not, I'm not gonna help you yeah or, like talk with you about whatever because i want to keep this to myself that's was, that was very interesting though to like see that complete like yeah that's difference. why i love that question so much because what's it called you can really find out like how it is everywhere else because i mean like 
especially with hip hop and R and B, it's moving in such a large direction where it's just like everyone's listening to it now. And it's so interesting to find out how all the other states and their underground, how they're either rising up or what's going on there. So it's just a cool question. And I honestly, like, maybe you could be the, um, like the leader to make it different. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's, that's exactly what forward. I'm trying to do. <laughs> or just come to, here. Yeah. Every, yeah. I'm trying to get everything together. So therefore we don't have to have this issue because it'll be a lot easier. It's a lot easier fighting a war with, hundred people than just yourself you get what i'm saying so yeah. if i have a hundred people and we're all on the same page it's nothing that we can't get through together in a sense like yeah. yeah we may lose we may lose a couple battles but at the end of it all we will never lose the war yeah, yeah. facts facts or you, or you could just come up to jersey and join we'd love to have you <laughs> whichever i love to be in jersey i'm not gonna lie jersey jersey is very lit i, I love jersey <laughs> So for your Spotify rap this year, you had some very interesting like top five countries. You had people from Netherlands, you had United Kingdom, you had some people from Australia listening. How, do, how does it feel to have your, your music, like, you know, you're making it here in America. How does it feel to have like that, that impact in like other, other countries, like across overseas and stuff like that? Uh, I'm not going to lie. That, that's what really keeps me going with the music stuff. Um, especially coming from a small town in North Carolina, um, it's 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 a huge accomplishment a huge accomplishment man uh definitely a huge accomplishment from where i'm from because you have a lot of people you have a lot of people trying but like i said they don't have the resources to do it so it's kind of like i kind of broke the barrier beyond uh what what my town is used to when it comes to music right right so yeah it's 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 what kind I'm of, not gonna lie. That's something I think about every day. That's something I watch every day. It's crazy that you that you uh, brought that up because I literally watch, I watch my stats every single day. Every day that I wake up, I go to Spotify artists or I go to Apple Music artists. I look at my streams. I pay attention to where I'm being streamed. What's my top five cities? What's my top five countries? And it, like I said, man, it's it's to me it's an it's amazing because uh, I started this when I was 16. I never thought that people would be listening to me and. Australia, the Netherlands, or Spain, Canada, and stuff like that. Yeah. I always thought that my music would be local. Like right, right. my my intentions when I first started music was not to be big from music. I did music because this is something that I love doing. Like I have a passion for this. Like I could wake up tomorrow and know that I don't have no fans, but still know that I make good music and I still sit right here and record. I I sit here and record about four or five songs just because it's it's I know it's good music and you may not like it, but it's my passion at the end of the day. Well, that's a that's a good reason to yeah. you know keep going. Like yeah, you know, exactly. it's like it's like yeah, it would be it would be awesome to you know make it within something you have a passion for, but why stop and feel like you failed and just not make music anymore, kind yeah. of thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like it's yeah, like I, your own motivation like, at a point. Yeah. Um, and then I was also gonna ask the question: since you have like such a reach to other countries, did you ever have any thoughts about maybe touring out there or trying to um, you know see see um, how the people were or like you how, like the the love they would give you over there? Yeah, I actually want to set up a couple venues um, overseas so I can actually, you know, get a feel for it myself and I can actually start doing shows and touch those people that, uh, you know, I don't have the reach to touch while I'm out here in America. Um, my brother, T-Man, actually, he's in Europe right now. So mm. I'm planning on taking a trip out to uh, Latvia Regia because that's where he's, uh, he's at right now. I plan on taking a trip around my birthday. And from there, I was going to uh, try to network as far as in Latvia to try to find a venue that I could 
I could at least throw like a little show for a couple of my fans over there in Europe. So that's very cool. All right. So next part of our our podcast, we'd like to do like lightning questions, get a dig in your mind a little bit, get to know you like on a more personal note. You know, aside from the music stuff. Uh, so what's your favorite snack food? I'm kind of a fat person and a skinny person body, so. <laughs> I say uh, strawberry shortcakes. I strawberry shortcakes. Word, word, word. Favorite favorite soda. Orange Family. Orange Family. Ooh, that's a good choice. And favorite alcoholic beverage. Reposado Casamigos. Tacos or burritos. Tacos. Tacos. tacos all right. Uh, f- do you like to freestyle more or write your lyrics? I like to freestyle more. Okay. And what is your favorite dessert food? I mean, you said strawberry shortcake, but is there any others? Strawberry cheesecake. Okay, okay. All right. All right. Strawberry guy. <laughs> Y'all make me hungry over here. Well, I'm about to make you hungry. We're hungry right in these I, questions. <laughs> yeah, we're hungry right this I'm about to make you even more hungry. So many of them are about food. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> what? Dude, Dude, food. Remember when he said he's a skinny guy or living in or fat guy skinny? Fuck, whatever. You know what I what, what, Let me just keep going. Best uh, fast food fries. Oh, nobody's beating McDonald's. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, best uh, fast food burger. In and out. Takis or Flaming Hot Cheetos? Oh, damn. My daughter loves Takis, and I ain't going to lie. I'll be stealing a couple of her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I could really pick between the two, like if it was, if it was a life or death situation, I'd probably pick Hot Cheetos. Favorite cartoon? Ed and Nettie. Ed and Nettie. That's, that's, that's classically fucking same. Favorite comic book character or superhero? I watch like a lot of Marvel and uh, DC and stuff. So my favorite superhero, I would probably choose probably choose Black Panther. Or um, from that's for Marvel, but for DC, I would choose um, Doctor Fate. Doctor Fate. Mm. Doctor Fate. Favorite car. I'm into cars, so that's kind of like a hard question. Uh, what about brand? Like, like favorite car brand? Honestly, I like Audis. Yes, sir. Oh, my yes, God. Sir. Bruh, if you came to Jersey, any of you would be the best of friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my way, man. <laughs> Blue Ranch or Nacho Cheese Doritos? Blue Ranch. Blue or Red Slushy? Blue. Blue. Oh, my yes, God. Sir. Blue Gang, too? Coke or Pepsi? Or neither? You can say RC Cola. Yeah, I was going to say neither. Either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, not everyone likes not everyone likes Cola. Your favorite underground artist? Can I pick three? Yeah, go, yeah, for, go, it. Ahead, yeah. go for it. Number one would be T-Man, my brother. Number two would be uh, Non-Wick. And number three would be One Jewels. What's your uh, favorite song that you've published? The one that's dropping tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to go check it out. Link in the description. Make sure y'all go check it out, man. Well... I think that's about uh, all the time we got for for today. Uh, Katie, is there anything you'd like to say to the audience before we take off? Uh, I just want to appreciate Access TV for having me. Thank you. Appreciate all my fans for continuing to support me throughout the years. Make sure y'all go follow me on Instagram at it's just Katie now, and um, I have a second Instagram page at Katie the Singer. And everywhere else, as far as um, streaming platforms, you can go search me on Katie the Singer. You can Google me. You can Wikipedia me. You can ask your mom about me. Just Damn, he's got one on the page. Official, official. <laughs> official, official. Well, yeah, make sure make sure you guys go check them out. We'll have all the uh, the links in the description. Go like, comment, subscribe. And make, make sure, sure you follow. Make, make sure, sure both, both, both excessive, excessive and Katie. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah. thank you guys for joining us. Peace. 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 Peace.